0: welcome to what do we know podcast episode 134 and we're back this week i have another new (laughs) co-host my co-host tonight is sabrina kropko hi everybody yeah you know (laughs) it's like close right
1: yeah you know you you got you got it down so
0: tell us a little bit about yourself
1: (laughs) okay so i am from um, where basically where Marissa's from, I'm kind of like a yes. hometown friend, but like not really, because we went to the same high school, but not at the same time, and we no. didn't know each other. We kind of no. became, I guess, internet friends, really. Isn't that weird? Yeah, which is really cool. I was somebody I was trying to explain it to somebody the other day and they're like, So how do you know her? And I was like, Well, you know, we both went to the same high school and we both did the same music thing. We right. did music for church, and they're like, Did music for church? And I was like, I mm-hmm. You just have to know. <laughs> but you gotta um, know. So I am still living in the area. I am an admissions counselor, so um I work for a college um Yay. you know, recruiting and I work with our tour guides and stuff like that. So that's a little bit about me. I do musical theater too, you know.
0: <laughs> Everybody listening is like, "Oh my god, two musical theater bitches on one <gasps> podcast." I'm- Oh. I'm like this okay. is like, gonna be please, rough.
1: Please don't start to break out in song.
0: I'm like I don't want to hear either of you. <laughs> no, no. I bet you have. A, I don't think I've ever even heard your singing voice. Could you imagine if I was like sing right now?
1: Oh my gosh, I would cry. I just, <laughs> I'm already sweating like thinking about that.
0: <laughs> I'm sweating and just for no no reason. Like I'm just mm-hmm. sweating right now. Well, Pull- yeah. I don't know. Just I just am. I just am. Damn. Um, so if I'm going to just preface this episode by saying that we're doing the Skype recording. um. <laughs> so the 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 audio may not be absolute perfection, but we're going to do our best. We're going to try. We're going to do we're going to it's going to be beautiful and they're going to love it. So what's up? How was your week? Wait, have you been I've been
1: d- keeping this in? <sighs> have you been following the Johnny Depp thing? at all you know are what you a jo- are you a johnny depp no. person period no okay
0: and anna is like anna is the biggest
1: oh anna well this this conversation is gonna be for you anna, for anna. <laughs> which i hope you and and eric and the baby and everybody's all happy and good and congratulations That's no. awesome. but anyway johnny depp i i like i've been i was kind of following it i wasn't following it religiously but since they started posting all the videos and of the trial and everything on the internet i've just been watching it but it is it is crazy amber heard is out of her mind i wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt at first like i didn't want to just side with you know johnny Depp because i'm a fan but she's crazy she's i mean and i hate saying the word crazy but like she's crazy
0: she seems pretty fucking crazy
1: well she recorded like all these things like she like videotaped him and she has audio recordings that they played during the trial. And it's just, you know, she made the accusations that she was the one being domestically abused. And I'm not saying like, I don't, I don't know their life. I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions, but it pretty much seems like she's the one who's instigating a lot of it.
0: Yeah. From the little that I do know, my, one of my coworkers is very involved in the, the trial Mm -hmm. So I feel that I know enough about it from her to know enough about it. You know what I mean? Right.
1: It's just it's it's so sad because if he's completely innocent, like he says, I'm like, of course, he's had a hard, you know, I don't want to say hard life, but because he's a celebrity. But I mean, he's been like into drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. But like what celebrity hasn't? You know, know, there's so many people that had, and so many normal people too, but, you know, that doesn't mean that he should have to be domestically abused by this psycho person. It's just awful.
0: Did you know that she was in the movie Never Back Down? I'm really bad at watching movies. (laughs) Okay, So so first of all, I had no idea who Amber Heard was. Mm -hmm. And we're, I'm like, oh, this thing with Johnny Depp and that girl, and it's like, yeah, Amber Heard from Never Back Down. I'm like, okay, please calm down, like
1: (laughs) take a step back for two (laughs) seconds.
0: First of all, that's not that movie's not that good that you would know this person from that. He's like, yeah, she's great in that movie. I'm like, get out of here, get out. (laughs) But yeah, I I do feel I'm not I don't know really what to feel. I've heard a lot of like. Mixed opinions from people, you know, about mm-hmm. what what the right way to respond to this is, yeah. if that makes sense.
1: Well, and it's hard, too, because you don't, like, it could have been mutual. Like, mm-hmm. they both could have had these tendencies toward e- towards each other. But from all the stuff that she's recording, like, I think of this one specific recording where they're having an argument and he tries to leave the room and it. She immediately flips it and is like don't leave don't leave like why are you leaving and he's like because we're arguing and I want to remove myself from the from the situation right and she keeps like begging him like not to leave or whatever like first of all if if you're in an abusive relationship with somebody and they're if they're abusing you and they're leaving the room why would you want them to stay right number one number two. It just proves that, like, or it doesn't prove anything, but it just shows that she has those tendencies of, like, control and, like, narcissism. It's mm-hmm. like, this man is trying to make the situation better by removing himself from it, and you want him to stay because that means you don't have control over the situation. Exactly. So it's like,
0: mm. Something's up. Something's yeah. up there, for sure. For yeah. sure. So for it'll sure. be
1: interesting to see how it plays out.
0: So what else needs, what else is happening? It's not over. I know that but i don't know
1: i haven't been watching it the last couple of days because I, <laughs> I ended up in the background at work because it's oh, like gosh. oh it's kind of like a podcast but not really it's
0: exactly like a podcast It's
1: exactly you're just people talking and yeah they they were like cross-examining johnny then they had like their housekeeper up they had like a cop who came in for a domestic violence call um they had a, uh, I don't know if she was a psychiatrist. She's a licensed something of some sort. Um, But they haven't questioned Amber, I don't think yet. So okay. I don't know how many more witnesses they're going to bring up or what has to happen next, but it seems like it's going to be a long, Oh, they're going to draw this one thing. out. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. But it'll be interesting. I, I wish that I knew more about it to, to talk about. Yeah. I, can you explain to me exactly why there this is happening? It's a defamation.
1: Yeah, so this was right. brought on, I believe, because, because she made all those claims about being domestically abused mm-hmm. back in, like, 2016 or, like, 2017, like, years ago. And it basically cost Johnny, like, so many... Like, they kicked him out of Pirates of the Caribbean. He was supposed yeah. to be in the next um, Fantastic Beasts movie, the Harry Potter spin Oh, yeah. He was supposed to be in that, and he lost, like, at least those two roles. And it's just been, like, you know, wow. like, negative in the public. So
0: of he's course.
1: basically trying to say, like, I'm not the one who's doing this. Like, you are the one, you know, she was the one that's, you know, the yeah. person here. And he's just, that's. I think that's where it kind of all stemmed from, this specific yeah, that trial.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't quite understand. I'm like, what exactly are we doing? <sighs> yeah. So there, that has been. I have been a uh, not instead of the Johnny Depp thing. I've been following. Do you follow Alice and Fern, Baby Fern, on TikTok? No. I got real hard into <laughs> that. I'll have to send this to you. Like. So I'm not going to, I'm not even going to ramble about it because it's stu- so stupid that I even had this much time invested into it. Uh, I don't think anything else like crime wise happened this week or the I past thought, two weeks.
1: N- I, I don't know what came of it or if it was real, but I thought they said that they had like a suspect come up from Madeline McCann's case. Oh, really? Yeah. It was somebody that they That's had looked into up. previously, I think. Um I don't I wouldn't I don't know if they said it was like a prime suspect, but they I saw something and it was on more than one like site. So I'm like, maybe this is actually kind of legit. Because I feel like I see stuff like that and I'm like, is this real? Yeah. (laughs) Is this just clickbait or is this real? Well it looks like this was
0: an article like yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. But I mean a lot of these look like tabloid magazines.
1: That's the thing. I was like, this doesn't look Like, I don't know how, like, valid this is. Yeah. Oh, wait, I still have it pulled up.
0: I mean, I would hope, I would hope soon that we get some information. It's been so long.
1: So this article from VT, I guess, it says that convicted rapist Christian B has been declared by Portuguese police to be an official suspect in the disappearance of Madeline
0: McCann. Wow. I do remember that name, actually. He from research oh oh my god this guy's a, a shithead oh. I hope they find her I mean who knows
1: I know yeah it's like I think about that all the time like is she is she still out there is she you know gone you know like what's the situation with her I would hate for her to be to be dead but I mean at
0: this point You'd almost kind of hate for her to also be alive at this point, yeah, that's a good point too, which is a terrible thing to say, but I imagine that she's not in a good situation. Well, I was gonna
1: say like the living situation, circumstances like following everything. I mean, she was taken at such like such a little age. so like no, that's awful. She's such a cutie. yeah, I don't know. it just sucks for her parents like I, it does her, and the and her family, you know, you want them to have closure.
0: Well, and especially that family, because I think they were so heavily uh, accused of being involved, which yeah. I'm not I'm not 100 percent certain that I don't believe that they weren't. You I know? agree. But still, it still sucks regardless. Yeah.
1: Because realistically, should they have left those kids unattended? No. No, absolutely not. Do I? like disagree with it 100% but at the end of the day we all make mistakes like and this right. was just an, an, a really unfortunate mistake that exactly. had terrible circumstances
0: I think about that stuff all the time like there's been many times in my life I've done things that could have resulted in much more horrific mistakes 100%. that I was just like percent oh, yeah like, yeah so it can happen to anybody. So what, is there anything new going on in your life? I'm going to open my seltzer. <laughs> so
1: I would say, I don't know. The new thing is I'm in this. We're not, so I said musical theater. We're not doing a show, um, but we're doing a concert, which is just as good. Uh-huh. Cause I, I, I like to sing. Like that's my, I do love to act, but mm-hmm. I think I'm better at singing than I am acting yeah. And sometimes in certain shows you have to dance too. And I am I'm not a, a dancer. dancer. Oh my God. It's terrible. I it's I'm like I see these TikToks where it's like high school choreography or like something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, that's yes, that's like the only choreography I can handle. So
0: like box step, just <laughs> yes. step, touch, snap. Like, oh really? my God, that's it.
1: Yeah. But we're we're doing this concert and it's all like fun uplifting positive songs like we're doing um like raise you up from kinky boots we're doing africa um but then we're also doing stuff like lean on me and joyful joyful from sister act two and yeah it'll be fun like i'm just excited to do something because and you know this too like covid completely shut all that stuff i mean shut everything everything. down but it ruined it like completely and i'm like i just want to sing damn it (laughs) i just want to be
0: an asshole in front of people like (laughs) right
1: right it and cinderella got canceled again
0: yeah cinderella got canceled again so i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna start another podcast and yeah then i did that instead so good i'm probably gonna be calling you for that as well hey i am down
1: as long as people don't hate me on this, I am down.
0: <laughs> They're not gonna hate you. It's like a, it's like um, a, like we'll be doing like a script and making it into like a a virtual like series kind of thing. Ooh. So it's totally different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always like save this on here, and I'm like, oh, and but yeah, like it's still in the works. Like I saw. <laughs> oh my god, I hate myself when I say that shit. I'm like, I'm still working on it. <laughs> Listen,
1: time is a construct. It is what it is. Right. It'll be done when it's done.
0: So, should we do our brink of tears? (laughs) We definitely should do our brink of tears. So tell me why, 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 why do you cry? Tell me why, why, why do you cry?
1: So the 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 weekend, like when we were originally supposed to record, mm, mm-hmm. um, I for some reason hooked up my phone to Google Photos, and I have an iPhone, so I just put everything in the cloud. Right. But I downloaded Google Photos because some my one of my friends was trying to send me something, so I was like, oh, I might as well just back up my photos. Well, I'm a dumbass, and I have like twelve thousand pictures and videos <laughs> on my phone. Oh, no. So when it, it filled up all my Google storage and it was like, you can't change anything in your Google Docs. You, you might not get emails. And I was like, <sighs> oh, fuck. like, come on. So then I was like, okay, so unsync your phone and then delete the pictures from Google Photos. Because that makes sense to someone who is, you know, kind of technologically savvy, that but not really. good to me. Right. That makes sense. So I did that and I started deleting out of Google and it was a long week for me. I was doing this at like 930 at night, which is sounds stupid, but I'm a grandma. And I was, oh my God, that's so, <laughs> I was getting ready so to go late. to bed and I was deleting and deleting and deleting. and I'm like, OK, so this should hopefully help free up some storage. So I was on a Sunday night. Monday morning, I wake up and I notice that my storage hasn't changed. And I was like, what the heck? So I go to delete more photos and and I'm doing this as I'm getting ready for work, which is stupid on my part so when I'm deleting the pictures I noticed that the thing came up like a a notification came up on the phone and it said this deleting these photos could also delete photos from your device and the iCloud what and uh uh-huh and I had looked I deleted like 8,000 pictures from my phone from Google from the iCloud I I almost went right into a panic attack because it wasn't even oh, like it was yes. old, like memes and stuff. I mean, it was definitely a lot of memes, but it was For like sure. pictures of us that our, our at Christmas, like the last Christmas with my grandma or like yeah. pictures of me and Nick in New Orleans, like like yep. really important, important pictures. pictures. And I... I, I started to cry. I was like, okay, I you cool. have to be able to fix this. I was in the bathroom, luckily, and I flung open the window to start breathing in cold air, and I was like, okay, you have to be able to fix this. There there is no, there are people that are more stupid than you that have done Stop stupider it. things. Like, you can fix this. And then I realized that you can go onto your iPhone, and it has, like, the album of deleted pictures, and it keeps yeah. them there for, like, 30 days.
0: So, yeah. luckily, they
1: were all there, and I restored them all, and everything was fine. But I literally was like, I can't believe I just did that. This is terrible. Like 8,000 pictures, 8,000 pictures. <laughs> Thought they were gone forever. Thought they were gone I would forever.
0: have a literal <laughs> breakdown.
1: Mm-hmm. A
0: and literal I think breakdown.
1: It, it was karma. Well, not karma, but it was it was the universe because I was I was thinking about this. I was like, what is my brink of tears going to be? When have yes. I cried this past week? And the only thing I could think of, I was like, well, when you were singing uh, When You Believe from the Prince of Egypt at rehearsal, you cried a little bit there. And I was like, so I guess I'll say that. And then, yes. I don't know, God was like, uh uh-uh, uh I'll give you something to cry about.
0: You need something to cry <laughs> yeah. about, girl.
1: But I don't think I've cried. I don't think I cried at all, like, this past week. But that was enough for that was enough for two oh.
0: weeks. <laughs> that is, like, going to take off, like, two years of your life
1: the panic that i felt i i don't think i've ever felt that kind of panic before ever
0: i feel that panic through the computer screen right now mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yep so that was well, that was mine at least they're there at, at least, least they're there that's that's a big thing mhm i guess it was last week yeah last week for some reason so I'm doing the the wedding thing, and it's getting pretty close. Mm-hmm. And like, I was so like, close, like real close. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? So I got my veil custom made. Oh, and I really, I love it so much. It's beautiful and perfect. And I'm like, I'm gonna try on my dress and my veil because I haven't tried them on together yet. So I try them on, and in my mind, the whites don't match. They're two different whites, mm-hmm. and I. Don't even know what happened. Like my soul, my soul left my body. Oh, cause I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And truly, I think they are still different whites, but I have a group message with my mom, Cliff's mom. And then, you know, Chelsea. So I have a group message with all of them and I sent them a, a picture of the two swatches and they're like, Basically, basically, none of them would ever say this, but well, Chelsea would. But she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) And I'm like, they're different whites. And they're like, a little different, but like, that happens all the time. Like, you're not going to notice, no one else is going to notice that except for you at this Mm. moment in time right now. And I'm like, no, I'm going to look terrible and ugly and stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So I took a picture of the swatches and I take them out and I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not supposed to show you this, but. And he's like, why are you sweating? (laughs) Because I sweat all the time. Oh my, because I'm sweating. And I show him the swatches and he's like, "Uh, okay, like. I think that looks fine. I'm like, I so I have a mental breakdown. I'm crying. I'm sweating. I'm trying to make an appointment at David's bridal all at the same time. So I panic made an appointment at David's bridal and then forgot about it. Cause it was supposed to be this morning. Oh, and then no. I had talked myself <laughs> off the ledge, but that was definitely my brink of tears for sure.
1: Yeah. That's tough was, because, like, you just you just want everything to look perfect. And I honestly would probably be the same the same way. Oh my god! Did you look at it in natural light and in like art? I guess what is that called? Artificial light? I guess
0: I don't know. So in natural light, it does look much closer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In my closet where I was looking at it, it did not look. But like also, we have like LED light bulbs in the closet, so
1: oh, maybe that does.
0: Maybe that had something that's, to do with it. That's what it is. Yeah, sure. So <laughs> I have to go meet with a se- my seamstress to get it, like, adjusted. So I'm like, you know what? She'll know what to do. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm going to die on this hill that my seamstress <laughs> will know how to fix this for me.
1: I, I think seamstress, I give all the credit to- in the world to seamstresses. <laughs> me because too. Because it's a dying art. I know. Like, people just don't do it anymore. <laughs> so, like, I have so much faith in them that they know what they're doing because, oh. like, they have to. They have to. Nobody else does has
0: to it. know. No. Um. Yeah. So hopefully she's ready because I'm gonna be in there. Like I don't know what's going on. If something's wrong, i should be like, "What the fuck, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> It's totally fine. <laughs> it's fine. You'll look fine. Wow. We had a. We both had kind of breakdowns.
1: I would say so. <laughs> it was fitting.
0: <laughs> it's like, per well, my dad. My dad listens to the podcast now that he's been on the podcast, and I'm like, I always pick trivial things like for a brink of tears and my dad was like i really have been thinking about the people in ukraine and i'm like come
1: on i know when i was listening to that i was driving through i was driving through the bronx because i was on my <gasps> way home from a a, a trip yes. and i was like looking around and and he's like and i just feel so bad for those people in the ukraine and i'm like oh my gosh that's the <laughs> most pure thing I've <laughs> ever-
0: <laughs> and i'm like yeah i was crying because of tiktok and he's like what's TikTok? <laughs> What are you talking about, Marissa? Yeah, grow
1: up. Oh. <laughs> sometimes they get you, though. Some Most of the time, it's just, like, stupid shit that I scroll through. Oh, yeah. But sometimes there's a good one, and I'm like, oh, man,
0: you hit me right in my soul. You right in the heart. Right in the heart. <laughs> Before we get into... The topics. I'm going to do a word from our sponsor. Mm. So Hair by a and the other side are sister businesses that work together to provide everything from awesome haircuts and colors to waxing services, facials, makeup, lash extensions, and soon-to-be nails. The salon offers a wide array of talented specialty stylists and offers virtual consultations before your color appointment to ensure you get what you're expecting. The other side is a boutique, spa, and clothing store featuring jewelry from different artists all over the country and curated upcycled fashion. None of their services or clothing are gendered, so everyone can feel safe and included from start to finish. Want an appointment? Visit their website, escandalohair.com, or on Instagram, at escandalohair, for the online booking link. 10% 10% off your services if you mentioned, but what do we know?
1: Thanks, Escandalo. Thanks, Escandalo, scandal. for being a sponsor because now I go get my hair done.
0: Yo, that and your scandalo. hair looks so good, by the way.
1: Oh, I am so excited because I am I've always been blonde, like my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then in fall of 2019, I was like, you know what? You should try brown. <gasps> and then it was it was life-changing. I was mm-hmm. like, who is this person? This is great. And then it's COVID nice. happened, and I was like, now I'm just brown for myself, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. But now, like, we're, you know, we went through it, and I was like, brown is cute. Like, I really, it I really cute. like dark brown, but I feel like I'm just a blonde.
0: Yeah, Like, that's just me. And Allison did a really great job, of oh, course. I love it. I, your hair looks so nice. I love it. Yeah. You look, I- like, so beautiful right now, and I feel like oh. a little garden gnome here. A oh, Garden? No. If you could see Sabrina, she's got beautiful, luscious blonde locks, red lipstick, <laughs> la- like the whole thing, and I'm like, I just walked out from under this this bridge, no, shut sweating up, sweating in my
1: in Cliff's pinball room. If I didn't have to be out earlier today, I definitely, probably would I have showered at this point. I don't really know.
0: <laughs> mm, it's not not worth it
1: no no
0: not worth it
1: I know you wouldn't judge the way I look
0: so <laughs> I would definitely not so I'm ready to start your talk yeah, that?
1: I can I'm okay. very excited I was trying to, I was trying to think of something that wasn't I don't know I wanted to do something different and yeah. I almost did a cult but then I was scrolling through the internet and I remembered that I had heard this story um and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good one. And then I had to make sure that you didn't do it because ever since you did the Taconic State Parkway twice, um, I, that's my fear now. And I'm like, oh, I have to double check. Which you, I let just... me tell you, I've driven on the Taconic State Parkway. And <laughs> that, it is not a fun time.
0: Oh, so I, I can't
1: imagine driving the way, she, what you said, she ended up being drunk, right? Or something like that.
0: She. Yeah, she was she was drunk and high. I think.
1: Well, I could barely drive on that sober, oh. going under the speed limit. So, oh no, totally makes sense. But I'm not doing the Taconic State Parkway. <laughs> that way. would um,
0: be hilarious. if You're like, actually, be- <laughs> I'm doing that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do it for the third time. <laughs> um, no, so I I I don't have a name for this one because That's I feel okay. like the name would give it away. So I'm gonna do the um the interesting case of the Andrews family from Boston, Massachusetts.
0: I've never heard Hmm. of them.
1: So we will see. Um, so this takes place in the eighties and it's actually in a, like small town outside of Boston. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the Andrews family. So it's Brian, who's the dad, Annie, who's like 16, 15, 16. She's in high school. And then Jessica, who's their the youngest sister. Um, it's in like I said it's in the eighties, so like nineteen eighty six Brian's wife had actually just passed away from cancer, so that's yeah. why it's just the three of them. It's so sad, um, it sounded like they had a hard time with it, and yeah um there were, so there are a couple different sources for this topic, and some of them were a little bit a little bit more uh dramatized than others, so mm-hmm. I tried to, like, gather some information from different ones and tried not to, like, beef it up with all, like, because there's a TV. There's, like, a a Discovery ID episode, I think, of it, too. So I'm like, that's definitely got to have extra, extra things in there. Some drama. (laughs) Yeah. So, but basically, they're living in this little town outside of Boston, Massachusetts by themselves. Their dad must be like a truck driver or something because he's I mean, he's he's a single dad at this point. So he's not home a lot. And mm-hmm. Annie and Jessica essentially become like latchkey kids. And they're kind of on their own. So one night in 1986, Annie and Jessica decided to do what children in the 70s and 80s wanted to do. But we highly do not encourage people to do. They decided they were going to have a seance. And oh, God. With a Ouija board. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> like. Don't do that. Just don't. But, Have you but ever used did. one? Before? No. I, I no. refuse to touch one. Same. Refuse. Can't. Will not. Absolutely It's the not.
0: Catholics in us. That's, I, that's what but, it is.
1: I don't know. Because it's, I don't know if it's that, though. I think it's just, like, I, because I believe there are, like, demons and, and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So I don't want to screw sure. around with that. Ghosts I don't really care about because, like, there are good ghosts and whatever, you know. Yeah. To each their own, but, like, demons and stuff, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Don't even want to try. Don't even want to try. Not, not wanna try.
0: It.
1: No. They decide to do this one night, and they're just kind of goofing around, you know. Not taking it seriously, but serious enough in, like, the child way. Mm-hmm. And um, they wanted to try and talk to their mom, see if they could reach their mom. Oh. Basically, their dad catches them, and he's like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Stop. Um, please stop this immediately and they're like okay whatever that's that's totally fine shortly after that though they start hearing like knocks in the walls and like things Mm. in the house start to move and it's like like the typical like little stuff you know a little thing moves from one side of the room to the other side of the room um the knocks are pretty like sporadic and whatever but they get excited because they're like oh like it worked and maybe this yeah, we mom. Did it. And, you know, they keep keep kind of feeding into the energy. You know, they're, again, they're not, they're home by themselves a lot because their dad is out and working and doing their thing. Yeah. Or doing his thing. So they, you know, would try to communicate with the spirits and like ask questions and, you know, the knocks on the walls would be their answers and, and your typical stuff like that. And then after a while, the girls, started to notice that something was different
0: mm. like the
1: knocks started to get more aggressive things started to like disappear and come back like it just the vibe immediately changed oh. and they were like i don't know about thing. so they were like i don't think this is mom i think this is something else so when they started to freak out they told they told their dad cuz they were scared. Yeah. And the dad basically told them he was like just like I know you're joking, you know, knock it off. Like he thought it was kind of like like a coping mechanism to kind of like I don't know, get over the the death of their mom. Like he had yeah. some kind of mental health thing. Um so he was like there aren't any spirits tormenting you. You're it's all in your head. Everything's you no know, whatever. Everything's fine. So a few weeks went by and or a, a significant amount of time went by and the message they, they ended up seeing messages on the walls. Um, and oh my God. I know like the I have to find the one. Maybe that's later on. But n- basically the things didn't stop and the ghosts they were like, please just leave us alone. Whatever. Yeah. But one specific night, the sounds. um Came from not the like their bedroom walls where they were doing the seance, but it came from the basement. Oh no. So yeah, I know, I know. It's like, why? This is this is literally a horror movie. It's like, yes, like just stop. Just stop. (laughs) Just stop. Just stop where you're at. And of course they were home alone, you know, Mm because their their dad was out doing whatever he had to do. Um, so they left the room and they went to the basement, and there was a message on the wall. Looked like it was written in blood. Ah. That said, I'm in your room. Come and find me. Ew. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So naturally, they flipped the fuck out. (laughs) And they got so scared, they ran over to the neighbor's house because they didn't know what to do. So then the neighbor called the dad to say, hey, the girls are freaking out. You should come back home. Um, When he came home, he looked at the message. And it was written in ketchup.
0: You know, mm, okay. and
1: he said, "Like you guys need to knock it off." You know, maybe I. And he was like, "I think I'm going to take you to counseling," um, which is good. Which is, I mean, yeah, that's you should have done that. You should have done that anyway. Right. <laughs> like, you should have. Like, like their their mom just passed away. You should probably have some sort of. But it was babies. Definitely you know? help. Yeah, definitely helps. Um, different mentality. But you know, again, things continued. And another night when they were home alone, like this guy is literally never home at night. um, They heard knocking coming from Annie's bedroom wall. So I guess they, they had two separate bedrooms. Um, And then when they went into the bedroom, there was another message on the wall that said, I'm back. Find me if you can written Mm -hmm. like in the same way. So the girls again, went to the neighbor's house, begged them to call their dad and have him come home. Um, When he came home this time, He could tell that they were really, really scared. Yeah. Like it was like, they weren't acting. Even the neighbors were saying, you know, like they're, they're really, really scared. You should do something. So So, dad went into the house. Um, He went up to the room, you know, he was like, I'm just going to go in here and show you nothing's wrong, whatever. But when he walked into the house, the house was like a complete mess and from what the neighbors said, like the girls ran right out and ran over so they wouldn't have messed up the house No, before they, because like, what would be the point of that? Like the whole living room was disheveled. There was stuff all over the place. He was like, they wouldn't have done that. That's really <clears throat> weird. So he went up to Annie's room to just investigate and look in the, you know. Look in the thing in the room and and look at the message. And he noticed that there was another message on the wall that said, marry me.
0: Oh, God.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So then Brian leaves Annie's room and he walks into the hallway. And he sees someone standing in the hallway in a wedding dress.
0: What the fuck? uh Uh-huh.
1: In makeup. Holding. a hatchet what so this person this boy it was a boy he was dressed as a woman standing in the hallway with a hatchet so naturally he goes and like attacks the kid or attacks the boy um the boy escapes and he runs he thinks he ran out of the house so he ran back out and i think they called the police at this point so the police were waiting and he was like where is the person where 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 did he go and they were like What are you talking about? Uh Uh-huh. So they went back into, they went back into the house and the police went in with them. And they were looking around and, like, looking through Annie's room and looking through the hallways and stuff. They found a kind of, like, hole-in-the-wall crawl space Uh. in leading to Annie's room. And it was the boy who was dressed up in the wedding dress, which is actually Brian's wife's wedding dress. Oh, my God. In the hole in the wall.
0: Like the actual boy. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And his name was Danny LaPlante.
0: God damn it. Danny. (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: So (laughs) let me give you a little background on Daniel. Daniel LaPlante. Um, he was born on May 16th in 1970 in Townsend, Massachusetts. He had your typical like bad upbringing that you see with, I feel like a lot of these kids that are just so psychologically messed up. He was sexually, emotionally, physically, psychologically abused by like all of the adults in his life. Like he just didn't have a chance, which is really sad. I mean, not that, and I feel we've definitely said this or you've said this before, you know, not that it that excuses someone to no. behave a certain way. But this kid just had like no chance of growing up normal, which is so sad. Um, but he had a hard time in school, academically and socially, like he wasn't a smart kid. And obviously, just with everything going on, he didn't have a lot of friends he was actually diagnosed with dyslexia at a young age, oh, wow. so that's really tough. And, he, again, he didn't have a lot of friends because a lot of kids would describe him as, like, creepy and, and weird and stuff like yeah. that. So he was just overall bullied and neglected by by everybody, which sucks. And to make it worse, he was ordered by school officials to receive, like, psychiatric help, which should have helped him. Um, should Because, have. you know, he was diagnosed then with hyperactive uh hyperactivity disorder and you know he could have been on the right track but then his psychiatrist started sexually abusing him too. Are
0: you fucking kidding? I know.
1: I know. Like people are disgusting. They are absolutely disgusting. I just think about how like I used to teach swim classes and and be a lifeguard at our YMCA. And Mm -hmm. like I used to work with kids so much and I just don't understand how people could do that. Like to like little kids. Right. Like, They're it's just, disgusting.
0: Yeah. I... Something is, is so wrong with people. It's just... I don't know. It's horrifying.
1: Yeah. So he didn't have... He didn't have a good childhood. Um, And even as a teenager, that's kind of when things started to kick in with, like, the crime. Like, he would do, like, little little petty crimes yeah. that I feel like a lot of people start with. So break-ins, petty theft. um, And then... After a couple of those happened, he would start to leave, like, signs when he would break into somebody's house. He would, like, do things to let people know that he was there when he broke in, broke in and basically, mm-hmm. like, play mind games with people. Um, so, and he started, like, as a teenager. I mean, when he was 16, when he did this to the Andrews, you know, like, he's, he, was, he was only a kid. Again, he was only a kid. <laughs> so he was just messed up from the beginning. And then it kind of just went downhill. Oh. but in high school so you know the connection between danny and annie is that annie received a phone call one day from this boy who said he got her phone number from a mutual friend and she was really excited you know you're 15 mm-hmm. 16 years old and you're like oh a boy's calling oh, me. Boy. um she was like oh, okay so he said you know his name was danny um he was a friend of a friend, and he thought she was really cute, and, you know, just wanted to talk. But he said he was a tall, blonde, athletic guy, mm. um, and, like, this poor kid, this poor kid. But, you know, she was, like, she was a like, cute, cute girl, so he wanted to yeah. impress her. Um, and after, I mean, they talked, they had, like, a, a couple phone calls. Um, but he, they didn't go to the same school. He, Well, I don't know... They probably went to the same school in real life, but he said that he went to a different school. So I guess that's how they never really like, oh, let's meet at recess or you know, so not recess
0: They're in high school. <laughs> I mean, recess. We I wish we had recess in high school. I know. <laughs> I'm guessing he was not tall, blonde and athletic. No.
1: OK, <laughs> so I in my notes, <laughs> I literally put down pictures Severus Snape oh god oh no so literally like greasy dark hair literally when i was reading the article i had to make sure i wasn't reading a harry
0: potter book. oh no like,
1: this kid is snape to a t um he had dark hair it was greasy he had acne he really wasn't put together but they had a couple of phone calls and annie he asked her to go on a date and annie was like yeah sure so when he came to pick her up and he clearly was not blonde tall and handsome annie was like oh Mm. you catfished me obviously catfish wasn't a thing but like but But, like you you catfished me basically yeah um but annie wasn't a bitch and she said i'm still gonna go on this date with you like she took the high road and she was like i'm still gonna give it a try so they went to like their town fair or something like that like super casual like cool 80s date and during their date annie had mentioned to Danny about how her mom had just died of cancer and you know things were hard with their family and Danny kept asking her questions about like details about how her mom died and mm. like how she was handling her emotions and how she felt like just generally uncomfortable questions. We're, yeah, especially yeah. on a
0: first date with someone that right. you are catfished by.
1: Right, like you know, it it was just like the red flags were being thrown, and Annie yes. was like, I don't really know. So she was like, after an hour, I think they said, you know, she was like, I have to go home, like whatever the case may be. Um, so that's kind of how the connection was made with with Annie and Danny. They never really said, or I at least didn't see like when Danny got into the house how long he was in there because they made it sound like this was a decent period of time mm-hmm. where he was doing the knocks on the walls and stuff like that so i don't i couldn't find how he got into the house which i really want to know because he i guess could have done it when no one was home i mean like clearly True. the dad was never home i mean and and not in the bad way because like i said he's
0: he, he was working. working and stuff yeah. like
1: that but how did he get in How long was he there? Did he come and go? Like, clearly, and and clearly his parents didn't give I mean, his parents didn't give a shit because they abused him. But, like, clearly they didn't care because they didn't ask where he was.
0: Or notice that he was gone for, like, strange periods of time at night. And right. no one knew where he was.
1: Yeah, I want to know those details. I could not find those in any of the articles I was looking at. But, I mean, I guess because... Because, you know, you get past that point, you're like, yeah, he's in the house. So I think that's the more important. That's what matters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's in there. He's in there, you know. Um. So after he was arrested, he was arrested and charged and sent to juvenile prison because he's only like 16 at this point. Um. But he was released after a couple months in October of 1987. So he didn't really spend a whole lot of time anywhere and uh, and that could have probably helped him too like i know there probably wasn't a lot of reform at that point mm-hmm. like going to juvie and and getting help it was more so go to juvie because you got in trouble but i think it would have yeah. been nice for him to be in that
0: facility it probably would have been the most stable environment that he's h- ever had or he yeah. ever had yeah
1: Ugh. so that was the that was a problem um yeah because oh wait oh well so the next thing i have written down was just that like they he was probably in brian's wife's wedding dress because he wanted to scare like scare the girls because they believed this whole time or at least for the beginning that they were talking to their mom so that's why he was dressed up in the wedding dress was so that they can basically scare the shit out of them and pretend like to be their dead mother which is sick
0: and it really
1: screwed up. Is. and a 16 year old like a 16 year old is thinking like, of these things think that? Well, I, th- what was i even thinking about when i was 16 years old probably stupid shit but stupid shit and like, and like the fun loving stupid shit. exactly <laughs> stupid shit
0: that made me laugh like
1: yeah Or writing terrible fan fiction or <laughs> like something like that you know or
0: some boy that didn't like me that probably didn't know who i was like you know what i mean something stupid yeah. not like haunting someone's house
1: right like oh god so um after he was released he like went right into doing what he was doing before then the the petty crimes the robberies the break-ins um but during one of those break-ins he stole two guns from a neighbor yeah and this was in november of of 1987 so like a month after he got out So, on December 1st of 1987, which is a whole month after that, Danny broke into the home of the, oh, and I am totally don't, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the Gustafsons, Gustafsons, I think. Um, And this was a family of, it was a husband, wife, and then two children. Um, Priscilla, who was 33, she was pregnant with their third child. Um, It was her and her two Um, her two children at home that the husband wasn't home. He was working. Um, He came in, he broke in, he raped Priscilla and Mm. um, shot her in the head at close range Mm. multiple times. And I killed her. It was like aggressive, like very aggressive.
0: Um,
1: And then her two children, Abigail, who was seven and William, who was five. um, He actually drowned them in two of the oh bathtubs that they God. had, Ew. yeah, it was, and it was in two separate, like two separate floors. So one of them was up on the first floor, or like the higher floor, and one of them was on like the lower floor. Like oh. I can, oh, can you imagine? Like
0: that's just terrible. Because yeah. he had to do
1: one at a time, and like I don't know if they ever found out. I'm sure they found out like in what order he killed them,
0: but so the other one probably heard what was going on. Mm. Oh
1: yeah, and when he shot the mom, like because obviously so he he did that first because you know, she would she have been protect them, yeah, so he um or Priscilla's body was discovered in the master bedroom by her husband when he came home from work. Both of the children's death again was caused by drowning. and Abigail um was shot at close range, but she also had blunt force trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel fled the scene and tried to escape. But um, police pretty much deduced that the crime was made by Daniel um, and he was considered armed and, and dangerous um, just with all the other crimes that had been going on, like the break ins and stuff like they could tie to him. But then also his criminal history of getting arrested and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and being on file and everything like that. Um, so the police declared a manhunt to go and find him. He was found two days after he and (laughs) after he stupidly tried to steal (laughs) someone's car. Oh my um, god! A couple towns over, right? Like number one, you're 16, so you're already stupid because your brain isn't formed all the way. Exactly. Number two, why would you do that when you just killed three people? (laughs) Like. Like,
0: why do you have to go so fast?
1: And and the sad part is grown adults do that, too. Like, I feel like there are always those stories where it's like, yeah, this person just killed somebody, but then they used an ATM or they tried to steal another car and they crashed it. Like, I mm, people are so dumb. That's like, I know, actually a sidebar. There was. Did you hear about the time where someone was on bath salts and drove through the football field at Marion? Oh, yeah. That was when I was in school. And they drove through the fence onto the football field. And everybody saw it because it was during mass. And it was like the bleachers were facing <laughs> it, except yeah. the people who were in rock music ministry. They so, didn't see shit. This, I, I'm so, I was so mad because I was like just was singing mean... in mind of my own business. And yeah, remember, you're bopping. Like, oh, what? But that person drove through the football field and crashed right in front of the police station. Like,
0: <laughs> the police station. What are we? Thinking they weren't they were on that salt, they weren't that's true, yeah
1: <laughs> they weren't thinking at all, yeah, but people do that. so I'm like, okay, this you know, this kid obviously has no brain cells and and has been through so much trauma that okay, that makes sense. Um, so he was arrested because um again, he's tried to steal the car, and he was seen by somebody in like that town, like when he was trying I guess when the, the it was a witness who saw him steal the car, they saw his face. And they kind of put two and two together because they had seen pictures of him in the newspaper before. Mm -hmm. So they tipped off the police and that's how they found him. Um, He was hiding in a dumpster, I think, because he also had either crashed the car or he just like pulled over and decided to hunker down in a dumpster. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he was arrested, obviously. So after... A year after the crime was committed, Daniel received three life sentences for the murders wow. of um, Priscilla, Abigail, and William. Um, and then I have this part in quotes because <laughs> I feel like Miss Costello was Miss Costello was our research teacher, by the way, for everybody who doesn't know who Miss Costello is. Um, oh yes. In my mind, she was like, "Make sure you paragra- par- paraphrase this. <laughs> like, don't." Oh, I think about that shit drink. all the all time. The
0: time.
1: So I copied and paste, but I put it in quotes from the years of 1988 to 2014. LaPlante attempted to sue the courts multiple times for violation of his rights. In one case, he claimed that the prison system violated his religious rights and he was allegedly a practicing Satanist. Therefore, LaPlante claimed that he required... Uh, he required sufficient materials in order to carry out certain satanic rites that had been denied by prison officials. So basically, for years and years and years and years, he had no, like, no regrets. He didn't really care. He just had no, no qualms. He was like,
0: "Yeah,
1: yeah, this is fine. I did it. I did it." And he, again, like, bro, don't, don't pull the Satanists into this. They didn't do anything. Wait, they're not doing anything wrong. You're just making them look
0: bad at this.
1: Right. Point. Leave them alone. <laughs> like leave them alone. Leave. Them. Um, but then when he was appealing for a reduced sentence in 2017, so pretty like yeah, pretty recently, um, he finally made a statement. I do not have the words to fully express my profound sorrow, but I'm truly sorry for the harm I have caused from the very essence of who I am from the depth of my soul. I'm sorry. Um, and it was denied. So good. Yeah. But that is the story of Daniel LaPlante and his haunting of the
0: Andrews family. That took a twist that I didn't even expect.
1: That's why I wanted to do this because I completely forgot about it. And I, had heard this on another podcast and they kind of i mean obviously it was the same story but the way they did it the twist wasn't as impactful and i was like i need to redo this no <laughs> that i, I love i love it catch everybody off guard
0: i really thought this was going to be like a i really thought this was <laughs> going to be like a poltergeist kind of case and uh-huh. then when you said i'm like Dum!
1: well i when I first listened to it, too, I was like, oh, no, they brought out the Ouija board. Like, you They're can't done. do this. But then when they said the messages on the walls and like the ketchup thing and I was like, oh, no, this the ketchup good. threw
0: me for a loop. I'm like, something's mm-hmm. up. Something's up there. Yeah, that's a really that's a It's not a good story, but it's a very interesting story.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just so like I said, it's so sad because he he never had a chance to be normal. Um, he tried to get the, and he, that's the other thing too, is that he tried to get the help that he needed, or he did. at least the school tried to do it. And, you know, the psychiatrist failed him and his family failed him. So it just really sucks that, you know, there's yeah. people out there that experience that, but it again, there's people that experience it and don't and kill free people. Don't so.
0: kill people and drown children in a bathtub. Like, yeah,
1: that's awful. Like to drown somebody.
0: Oh, that at is least, just,
1: like, oh,
0: when you, when a you gun- shoot
1: somebody, It's quick for the most part, depending on where you shoot them, I guess.
0: And it's a little less personal, a little less invasive in a way.
1: Yeah. But like drowning people. Oh, God. No.
0: Mm Oh, no. No. Mm. That is scary. Well, I'm glad he's locked out for the rest of his life. I mean, Mm -hmm. I do feel for him for, you know, having a a horrifying childhood. But. Yeah, he's basically in there Mm. until he dies. Knock on wood, because
1: people have been released early
0: before. But Well, thank you for telling me that story. That's, like, amazing. Oh my gosh. And of course. You're so good at this. Thanks. I've
1: like, been, like, hmm. reading, and I was like, okay, don't read from your notes, but at the same time, you might need to. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: If I don't read from my notes, I sound like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, so I write myself my own, like, little scripts. So I, to my topic, I think it'll be a little bit short-ish, possibly. A little I don't know. shorty? A little shorty. Uh, But it's very interesting. And one that I also have never heard of. I was scrolling through TikTok. And you know those ones that are like, I've always liked true crime and I didn't think anything would freak me out until, and then they Mm -hmm. showed like the case and this was one of the cases. So I did some digging and I found that girl's YouTube and listened to her version of the story and then did some more, you know, went through the articles and kind of went from there. But because now I'm thinking of Mrs. Costello and I feel like, (laughs) She didn't like me to start to start for some reason. So now I feel like she'd be mad. But I got it from I believe her name's Crime with Court is where I originally heard of this. And then I used a few a few different articles for for this, which I can always, you know, provide sources for. But they're right.
1: And it's same, not same my thing. if somebody wants links, just let me know.
0: But- exactly. We got them. <laughs> we got the links.
1: I do not take credit for anything that I just Oh about.
0: no. <laughs> no. The only things I ever take credit for are the, the my, you know, ideas of things where I'm like, yeah, I think like he was like a a douchebag like that. <laughs> I take credit for it. Cite your source, my brain. Me. I did the case of David Glenn Lewis. Have you ever heard of him before? I don't think so. I I hadn't. So I don't know, but there's a lot of things I haven't heard of. In my life but so david glenn lewis was born on december 11th 1953 he was born in borger or borger texas i should have looked that up for sure Uh, his parents were herschel and esther lewis and he not a lot about about his childhood it was seemed pretty normal he graduated from Phillips High School in 19, 1972, and then he graduated in 1979 from Texas Tech University School of Law with a doctor, doctorate of jurisprudence, which is just <gasps> right. I had to look it up. I'm like, it's jurisprudence.
1: You know, sometimes I feel really smart, and then people say stuff like that, and I'm like, no, you're an idiot.
0: I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put it. It's the theory or philosophy of law. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Seems
1: pretty generic, but I didn't go to law school, so I don't know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know what it means, but he seems very smart. So. Good for him. Right. Uh, He, he practiced law after graduating uh, for a few years. And then he was elected as a court of law judge in Moore County, Texas, from 1986 to 1990. He lived in a nearby Dumas with his wife, Karen, and their nine-year-old daughter, Lauren. And then after he lost his bid for re-election, he started practicing law again in Amarillo, Texas. So he's kind of all over Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So, he was super, like, pretty average Joe kind of guy. Like, he he was very active in his church. He he was involved in a few charitable organizations. And he was also an instructor. Like, he was a professor at Amarillo College. He taught law, I believe. Sounds great to me. (laughs) Yeah. So, the last week of January 1993, were you... You weren't even born yet. No, I'm a 95 baby. You're a little baby. A little baby. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I don't think Sabrina was born yet. Nope.
1: I was just a twinkle in my mother's eye.
0: A little twinkle. (laughs) I was just a wee little two-year-old at this time. (laughs) Definitely did not give a shit about the Super Bowl, but... David really <laughs> gave a shit about the Super Bowl,
1: and you know what? We love that for David.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for him. We love a Super Bowl fan. So the Super Bowl was XXVII, which I know I sound stupid saying that, but I am trying to think. That is
1: fifth. No, XX twenty seven VII XX is
0: XXVII twenty. 20- Five, I think 27. I think, I
1: think it's 27.
0: We you went, went to so. Catholic school. We should know this.
1: <laughs> I know. I
0: well, think it's 27.
1: I think it's 27 because if it's a lower number in front of a higher number, I think that's when you subtract so, it.
0: Yeah. So but I these are all high, high, high to low. Yeah. We'll go with 27. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It like, doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: It was a, a no super thing. bowl a long time ago. You know, does it say who and they played? I
0: don't yes. know why
1: I asked that question
0: because it's it's not, it's know not that. even important, but I have it in my notes cuz I'm like, you know, maybe it's important. So, it was the Dallas Cowboys and they were playing the Buffalo Bills and oh. David was it's a little important. David was like real pumped about this because he was a very big Cowboys fan. Mm. Mm-hmm. so his wife and daughter were pretty aware that he was excited and they're like, you know what? We're going to leave. You have the weekend to yourself, do whatever you want to do. We're going to fly to Dallas to go shopping.
1: That wife was like, I
0: don't want to hear you
1: scream at the television. Oh, uh, Good luck. Bye. bye,
0: <laughs> Goodbye. And the daughter's like, yeah, let's go. gone. <laughs> So they went, they did their thing. They had a good time. So they left the The timeline on this one's wonky. So, you know, bear with me on this. So they left on January 28th and they returned home late at night on Sunday, January 31st. So they expected to see David there because it's Sunday the Super Bowl. He was going to be there watching the Super Bowl. I can't really tell if he was supposed to have friends over or he was going to watch it by himself. I'm not sure. So when I got home, though, things were not right in the house. The light was on and the TV was on. Oh, no. And the VCR had recorded the entire Super Bowl.
1: So this is obviously at night.
0: Yes, this was pretty late. So whenever the Super Bowl was over, so like. I feel like the Super Bowl is over, like, yeah, like we're
1: like, only ten o'clock.
0: 10 yeah,
1: o'clock. and and like, like, I like I watch football. football. Like I appreciate it. I don't. Yeah, like if someone to be like, what was that play? I'd be like, I don't know. They threw the ball. But and like I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll watch it. It was cool. But yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely over. Like like way later at night.
0: It's a, yeah, it's a, and depending on, like, because there's, like, the football time. Like, you know how the time is different in football, and it's it takes a long time. So, it was mm-hmm. definitely late when they got home. So, yeah, so that that was on. The VCR recorded it. And David's wedding ring and watch were on the kitchen counter. I guess this was not super unusual because, like, this didn't really shock any the daughter or the mom. Mm-hmm. The dryer was on drying clothes and there were two turkey sandwiches in the refrigerator. So David, though, wasn't there Mm. and there were no signs of a struggle or a break in. So Karen was basically like he probably went to his friend's house and was watching the Super Bowl. It's no biggie. So the next morning, February 1st, her husband still wasn't home and he had missed two work appointments so she started to become pretty concerned because that was unlike him yeah and so she called the Amarillo police department and she reported David as missing so police in missing persons adult (laughs) cases are like not the best
1: I literally anytime anytime you you start a topic and they're like so they called the missing persons report and the police and I was like da 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 didn't do anything didn't do it (laughs) <laughs> they probably like, so they this were like, a grown adult." Blah, blah, that's blah. exactly
0: it. He's an adult. So they, and to be fair, I'll I'll be devil's advocate here. There was no sign of a break in. Yeah. So police were like, "He's an adult. He can leave. There's nothing we can do." Yeah. But like his wife was like, mm, "No, like, he wouldn't it's do that." Gut instinct. Right. Like, you know, you know, your husband better than police would. Mm-hmm. Police kind of like started a mild investigation into this. And then as they got more more and more into it, it it revved up a little bit. So it's pretty weird. Um, I did go like day by day to try to make it the most cohesive. OK, so January 28th, which is the day which is.
1: 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. All the rest are 31,
0: except for leap year. So January has 31 days. 31, and then Sunday was the 31st. So then Saturday was the 30th. Friday, so this is Thursday. Thursday. So they left Thursday. So
1: That's a long time to go shopping.
0: Yeah, right? Like, I don't want to go shopping for four days.
1: No, I would hate that.
0: Honestly, I'd probably be miserable after a couple hours. Like I'm hungry. (laughs) So they go shopping. They leave for the airport and David goes to work at Buckner, Laura and Swindle law firm. But that day his coworkers said that he left early because he wasn't feeling very well and he was going to go home. So he went home. His credit card was used to purchase gas for his red Ford Explorer And then he taught his government class at Amarillo College that night, and the class ended at 10 p.m. So pretty, like, normal, I would say. So then January 29th, that Friday, a friend from his church reported seeing David hurrying through the Southwest Airlines terminal at the Amarillo Airport. But the weird thing was he wasn't carrying any luggage, and he seemed very very anxious like frantic almost is how they described it
1: and this was in the 90s right
0: yeah this, 93, this 93 yeah yep. so
1: was this before
0: like
1: like could people post or pre nine eleven just walk in and meet people at terminals or did you have to have a flight to be back there
0: so But that I actually don't know. I know for a fact. And it'll come into play later. That you don't need an ID. To like buy a ticket. Or use a ticket. Yeah. So I'm guessing probably he could. Mm -hmm. Be in the terminal. Because things were a little more like loosey goosey then. Yeah. Hmm. So that was like the. The weird thing that happened on the 29th. And then January 30th. Somebody who it is, I don't know. I can't, couldn't find it anywhere. Someone deposits five thousand dollars in David and Karen's joint bank account. Hmm, which I'm like, mm, I mean, they were going really shopping. Maybe he, I was wish like, someone
1: would de- deposit deposited five thousand dollars in my bank right? Like,
0: I want a mysterious deposit <laughs> of five thousand dollars. That sounds great. So, neighbors. Also reported seeing... They reported seeing his red explorer parked at his house. And this is the last sighting... The last confirmed sighting of David. The weird part about... Well, there's a lot of weird parts. But whoever taped the Super Bowl, which was presumably David... On the 31st would have had to have been there to start recording. Because they didn't have, like, TiVo or anything like that. And the VCR... Didn't have a timer function on it. So the recording started at about 515 that night, which will doesn't sound important right now, but it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So a sheriff's deputy saw a man who resembled David taking pictures of a Red Ford Explorer outside of the Potter County Courts building in Amarillo on February 1st. So that next day. Yeah. The that Monday and uh, later that same day, a cab driver said he drove someone resembling David Lewis from a hotel to Dallas, the Dallas Fort Worth Airport. And he said that the man seemed very nervous, paid in cash. And he also said that he had a, the guy had a wad of a one hundred dollar bills. And this is like all stuff that's not. The wife's like, this is not him. Like This is not like. Yeah. Him. So on February 2nd. Police found David Lewis's red Ford Explorer in front of the Potter County Courts building in Amarillo. His house and car keys were found underneath the floor mat. His checkbook, credit cards and driver's license were all found in his car as well. But this was pretty customary of him to do this. So that was not unusual. But his car being abandoned there is yeah, police dug in a little bit more and they discovered that there were two plane tickets purchased under the name David Lewis around the time that he went missing. The first ticket was purchased on January 31st and was from Dallas to Amarillo, which in my mind I was like, maybe he bought it for his wife and daughter. But I would assume they already had tickets for this and they didn't. The wife and daughter also the did but you know what i mean i'm like that could maybe make sense but the second ticket was purchased for february 1st and was from la to dallas Mm. with a Mm. stopover in amarillo what oh yeah Mm. so for the record in 1993, like we were saying, before 9-11, things were a lot different, and you it, you weren't required to show ID to purchase a plane ticket. So, it could have very well not been David who purchased the plane, the plane ticket, but we don't know.
1: But where, so was it in their system then that they saw that the plane ticket was under his name? Like, they didn't have a physical ticket, they saw it in the computer? Yeah, I was going to say, was there computers? Oh, that yeah, was going to be a stupid No, tendon. I thought the same
0: thing. I'm like, oh, God, were there? But I'm sure they had some kind of or even if they didn't, they would have a way of recording it.
1: Oh, yeah, like if they wrote it down in like a like a, a notebook or like a guidebook or, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So police were like, David just left. Like, he left and he wanted to leave. But David's family was like no he he would never do that he was very committed to his family and he was very committed to his job
1: i mean clearly he had he was a a doctor he had a phd
0: right and he like was he taught at a school he volunteered he was busy like he had lots of stuff going on to just pick up and leave would be weird
1: that's what i was gonna say like he it's not like he was one of those people where He went to work and went home and that was it. He was so involved. So it'd be like he would have to know that if he just left, people would wonder where he is and people would think it was suspicious.
0: Exactly. So David's wife did come forward and she said that there was something that was kind of weird that had happened. So when David was a judge, like from 1986 to 1990, that he had gotten death threats during the time. Ooh. Which, I guess, like, as a judge might be more commonplace than we think. Mm-hmm. I tried to, I'm like, maybe that's, like, because maybe that's, like, a normal-ish sort of thing. So, and he, he had recently told Karen that his life was in danger, but he wouldn't give her any details about it. But David was supposed to testify and I don't think testify is the right word, but he was supposed to be involved in a hearing in Dallas. About one week after he went missing, for a deposition in a three million dollar conflict of interest lawsuit brought against his former law for- law firm, Ham Irwin, Graham and Cox, by a uh. wealthy client. Sus- that's, that's a little suspicious. But David's lawyer was like, he's like, it's not b- it wasn't that big of a deal. He's like, it wasn't any a deposition that was out of the ordinary. Yeah. So they kind of let it go. They let the whole case go cold for 11 years. Oh, my God. And it was dismissed. They were like, he left. He left. But his family just kind of stood by the fact that he didn't. Yeah. So the weirdest way. Also, why?
1: (laughs) I just keep thinking, like, why would he leave the house the way he did if he just wanted to leave?
0: I know, right, he didn't even turn the lights off or anything.
1: He didn't turn the lights off, and you said the dryer was going? Yeah. How long, I mean, he had to have left, or, like, left the premises soon, like, soon, like, I I can't talk. At some point, you know, relatively close to when the girls got home, because, I mean, how long does a dryer go off? What, maybe, like, an hour? Maybe. So, like, to turn the dryer on... And have it still be on when the family, when the girls got home, like, he had to have been around the house shortly before that, no?
0: Mm-hmm. No, so, definitely. I don't I don't know. That's really weird. Like, he wouldn't just pick up and leave the house like that. I, I don't think so. He doesn't seem... I don't know the guy personally, you know, but, like, it doesn't seem like he would be that kind of a person to be so, like, flippant about it. Yeah. And also... Uh, Well, no, that doesn't. I was going to say he also started recording, but the Super Bowl would have been over. It would have been recorded already. Yeah. So but okay. so wait till you hear this shit. I was like, when I found this, I'm like, no fucking way this happened. So there was um, a detective in Washington, like Washington State, and he was a Washington State police detective. His name was Patrick. His name is Patrick Dutter. And he read an article in the Seattle Post in 2003 titled Without a Trace, which, like, basically talked about what we were just talking about, how law enforcement doesn't really do anything with missing adults. Mm -hmm. They kind of just say "Eh, they're an adult, so whatever. So Dutter was like, I'm going to start a project just on my own where he would research missing adults and also John and Jane Doe's and compare pictures of them. Essentially, oh. he had access to that, which is like a pretty cool project to do, especially there's so many cold cases out there.
1: I was going to say, and they they probably don't have anybody like paid specifically to do that job.
0: No. And he, he was just kind of under the impression. He's like, it could this could happen anywhere. He's like, somebody's got to do it. Mm-hmm. So he was looking through and he found a John Doe and the John Doe looks pretty familiar to him. And it looked like a missing person that he had researched about who was in Texas, who had gone missing in Texas, David Glenn Lewis. Mm. So in the picture, so David has pretty distinct, very like Coke bottle glasses. But in the picture of him, he did not have glasses on. So I think that kind of threw uh, Dutter off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So he researched the evidence and found that there were glasses found in this man's pockets. Hmm. So he contacts the Amarillo Police Department, and somehow they send a tissue sample of the victim that had been preserved and of the victim's shoes. And the DNA sample was matched, and it's David.
1: Wait, wait, wait. So so this guy in Washington State was just doing independent work, and was David and his family from Amarillo? Is that where they lived, or they were just around there?
0: Oh, no, they lived in Texas. Like— in Amarillo, Texas. What the heck? So, okay, he goes. He goes, and he's like, "How did this guy die? Like, why is he in Washington?" He David was killed in a hit and run on a two lane highway close to Moxie, Washington, which is about ten miles from the Yakima Yakima Airport. He was killed at ten twenty four p.m. on February first, nineteen ninety three. The day after he went missing.
1: In Yakima?
0: Yeah. How
1: the heck did he get to Yakima?
0: So, okay. So, Moxie Washington, where he's found, Uh is 29 hours. I mean, it's still very, very far. 29 hours in a car from Amarillo. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, I think it's like. 1600 miles away or something like that. Like it's far. It's yeah. So, but some other weird things were in this report. David was walking right down the center of line of the road in the dark. He was wearing military fatigues and work boots. And his wife said he didn't even own any of that. Why? Like, why would he, he was a, he was a lawyer. So uh, when when he was walking down the road, there was a driver and the driver who they got this report from kind of turned around to warn other people that there's a guy just walking in the middle of the road. The driver turns back around and David's dead in the middle of the road. There was he was his body's on the pavement and it was reported that a Chevy Camaro was seen leaving the scene. But the identity of the car who hit David has never been discovered. Mm. There were no drugs or alcohol in his system. He had no ties to the area that his body was found in. And he was not. He was reported to not be wearing his glasses that night either. Which he needed them like direly to see. What the fuck? And. Literally, that's where it ends. That's where it ends. That's where it ends. Nobody knows. They, they're like he has the the wife's like, we don't have friends or family there. There's no reason that he should have been there. He doesn't wear those clothes. He needs his glasses to see. Mm-hmm. It makes zero sense. Well, and
1: how did, like, how did he get there? Because his car, his car was in Amarillo. Mm-hmm. The plane ticket was not from Amarillo to L.A. It was from L.A. to Amarillo. So it's not like, it's not like he flew to L. And I don't, I'm not very good with geography. So I don't know not how long neither. it would take you to get from L.A. to Washington. But, I mean, at least it's on the same side of the country. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, that would make sense. But the plane ticket was not. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? Isn't this freaky? Like, who bought, oh, my God. Oh,
0: I just got chills. I I know, like, he, something was up. And I, so I read a couple theories. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to go into theories about this one. Because personally, I feel it most likely probably had to do with this deposition that he was going to be involved in. Mm -hmm. Why they did this so dramatically, I couldn't tell you. Like, why they kidnapped him, took him to another state, yeah, left, changed his clothes, put him in the middle. Like, something's weird.
1: And I, I guess that would make, I don't know, but, like, why was he walking down the middle of the road?
0: Mm-hmm. Unless
1: he couldn't see. But he had his glasses because his glasses were in his pocket. Unless he didn't know his glasses were in his pocket.
0: And I think even, like, I have pretty bad vision.
1: Mm-hmm. But I know
0: for a fact that if I was walking in the road and there were lines on the road, I could mm-hmm. at least probably make out that there's lines on the road. You know what or I like mean? Or like
1: headlights too. Yeah,
0: like like enough to stay off of the road. Yeah. But this is a this one freaked me yeah, out when I that's read it because really I'm like, freaky. I do not like this. I don't know what is going on. I was like okay with it until Washington because so. He would have had to have been home at least, an, like you said, at least probably an hour before his wife and daughter got home. Mm-hmm. So let's say they get home at like 11. It's 29 hours. So that's, that's if he past when he
1: was That's past when he was dead, though. Yeah. But he was found the next day at like 1030.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. That does not make sense at all. I
1: don't like it. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. And the fact that there were no drugs,
0: nothing, nothing.
1: Like, oh man.
0: Yeah. So that's a that's a creepy one. It gave me the definitely gave me the chills for sure. When I was like, oh, that's it. Like that's how that ends. Poor David. What do you think? Like, what is your? I. I don't
1: know like for someone to like for someone to kidnap him and drive him all the way to Washington like they I would want to know like autopsy or I mean well, no no, that doesn't even make sense either though because he would have he got hit by a car so he has like blunt force trauma and like all this other kind of stuff so did he like did they knock him out? was he out cold when they, like they kidnapped him and they drove him to Washington like how did he not like put up a fight of any nice. kind
0: you know what i mean
1: and how did his, his car end up at the courthouse
0: i know and cuz why about were they taking too.
1: pictures why were they taking pictures why cuz if they took him from his house then the car would be at his house and not the courthouse
0: mhm so the Ooh. family is pretty they are they're pretty certain that it's kidnapping of some sort but Mm -hmm. there's nothing really to prove or disprove that yeah unfortunately they uh, so i also saw a theory that maybe he was out in washington for some reason that he didn't want to confide in anyone else but i just think if you have that say he's doing something else like he's having some kind of like affair or Mm -hmm. you know he's a drug he's dealing drugs or something like that you can definitely leave in a way that's less suspicious than that right because
1: if you if you are doing something shady then why would you leave in a specific specific, oh my god (laughs) in a suspicious way (laughs) like you would want to draw less attention to yourself if you were doing something
0: shady and I think unfortunately the the fact that the cops dropped it so quickly mm-hmm. and we didn't hear about this until so long after, I don't think that it's going to be solved do unless you somebody think, comes forward.
1: Do you think there's a chance that they messed up the DNA? Like, is that too weird to suggest?
0: I mean, maybe. I, I wouldn't doubt it. It was 2003. That's not – they didn't have the best technology then. Yeah. Or 2004.
1: I don't, oh, it I don't know. It
0: doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that's that's so weird. It. Uh, and the fact that he was so far away. Yeah, and like clothes. So... He didn't wear. Uh huh. Just weird stuff. Just and who yeah. hit him? And why did they just leave so fast? And, but like,
1: well, that I mean I could see. I mean, yeah, not that. Knock on what I ever want to be a part of a hit and run, but like you know i feel like that happens a lot
0: it's more com- that's the least mysterious thing i think in this whole mm. oh, yeah man. that's my that's my case and i usually those things when i see them on tiktok they don't freak me out but this one freaked me out i'm like oh, i don't feel comfortable it, it's because you just like don't know like these stories always give me the heebie-jeebies i listened to
1: one i don't know i don't know if you guys did it or what other podcast it was but it was this guy who is so convinced that people were out to get him and he was like taking out money and staying at hotels and using cash and mm. he be he was like on the run from like different countries i think it happened overseas and he like left like sweden or norway or like something like that and went to another country and then he ended up just like dead in a parking lot oh somewhere, God. and nobody knows what happened to him like that is terrifying i me. know like those oh those i just got chills like, again yeah.
0: Yeah, what? yeah. Like, that, they're
1: scary because you don't know what, like, what happened.
0: I know. It's a, it's a, you have to tell me what that case is because now I want I to, to know what that I one is, I if I can find too. it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had two, I think we had some, like, real good topics. This,
1: yeah, this was good. <laughs> this was a good one. Twists and turns I, and mystery and. I know,
0: I loved it. This was so I, fun. I love this. <laughs> um, I love this, too, and. I think this is a great episode and I so well thank you for coming on and being a host with me
1: oh thanks for thanks for still having
0: spots open
1: when I texted you because when I texted you I knew I was like behind a couple days or a couple weeks and I was like oh no I hope they still have something open because that would be so fun
0: <laughs> no oh my god I was super excited and I I was so bummed last week and when my computer literally was possessed because I'm like. <laughs> And I had to take a video of it because I'm like, people are going to think I'm making this up. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like <laughs> sitting there recording it like, <laughs> but- what is going on? Did they what say was what was going- wrong
1: when you took it to Geek Squad?
0: So knock on wood, we haven't taken it to Geek Squad yet because <laughs> Cliff streams on Twitch. So he needed it for that because he does every Wednesday. Then I do this on Mondays, Sundays or Mondays um and then so we're like you know what let's just wait until maybe like the weekend if we can and then take it in who knows we'll see that might be risky but we're doing our best one day at a time it is what it is well okay so (laughs) you guys can follow us on all of our social media we're on instagram at but what do we know podcast And then Facebook, but what do we know podcast? And you can email us at but what do we know podcast, but what do we know pod at gmail.com. And please rate and review, and only if it's five stars. Please, God.
1: (laughs) Please don't rate us for our sniffling.
0: No, we're (laughs) sniffling, and that's okay. So, yeah, well, thank you so much.
1: Oh my gosh, you're welcome. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I'm glad that everything worked out. And yeah, well, so. Everybody, we'll see you next week. And you if you have see any, me,
1: but so you'll see Marissa and her wonderful I mean,
0: voice. <laughs> technically, you won't see me at all, which <laughs> is probably right. good for everyone. But I always say <laughs> that I'm like, see you guys next week. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. And Sabrina, uh, we will definitely have you back for <gasps> Yay, sure, of I course, obviously. All right. Well, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. What why don't we know, but why we now?